0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a, another episode of the Dysfunctional Fitness Podcast. You're joined today by myself, Matthew Hosking, and obviously my good friend and co-host, Ben Podichum. Um, Yeah, we're back. It's been a long break. Um, a lot has happened, not just in the world of CrossFit, but both to us. <laughs> and then uh, we're here, though. We're, I don't know how long that was, like a seven-week hiatus, um, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, so... Yes. Yeah, you go.
1: Yeah, we are back. Uh, we tried to record on Sunday. We spent an hour and a half uh, doing a mixture of catching up and trying to get some podcast software to actually work and some Stevie did G impression. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, here we are now trying out something different, hoping it doesn't lag, uh, and also hoping that England can put up some sort of comeback in the ashes as well.
0: Yeah, they're on a good start though. Well, they 100, what Australia 100 and something for four. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, Love to see it. It's
1: looking all right. We're, yeah, we're recording on day one of the Headingley test so for some yeah. context as to they, who they want the comeback. When this will ever see
0: the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it even yes, well. <laughs> Uh Yeah, order of proceedings. We're going to um, review uh, semi finals, uh, men and women from Europe semi finals, and then. Um, after that have a look at some of the other uh, events that happened on the sides like French Throwdown happened uh, last week we had the Balfour Millagrand events and then yeah, other little bits of news that might uh, spring to mind things like the documentary review even though only one of us has actually watched it um, but yeah, that's pretty much the all of proceedings for today would it be nice if Sid released their workouts could discuss that as well but we don't <laughs> so maybe we, can, maybe we can just do a little prediction of what we think might turn up um, but yeah that's it all right we'll get into it uh we'll start the ladies then for european semi-finals um ben do you want to kick us off yeah i
1: think uh the biggest sort of shock coming out of this is that we ended up seeing laura horvath not number one uh she finished up at number three Uh, But I I think we both predicted that top three. We knew it was going to be Gabby McGar, Annie Thor's daughter, and Laura Horvath. Laura had uh, one big sort of uh, poor event in that event one. Um, Was it a dodgy? No. Uh, And so she was, you know, a a sizable chunk of points back uh, from Gabby in first place. I, I, I think it was a really composed performance. Gabby, Uh, she got one event win, um, and then you know, a couple of top fours uh, across the board as well. So, I was really impressed with what I saw. I think she's we've all sort of expected her to make this step up, and, and she's always been regarded as one of the top European athletes. I think she probably had quite a disappointing season from her perspective last year, uh, expecting to try and make that push for the top five, but I think she's got her sights firmly set on that, um, and Ironically, training with Laura uh,
0: this season is probably uh, delivering some benefits for her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think, uh, yeah, as we said, top, we all, well, both of us guessed uh, those top three, but I don't think any of us had a Gabby taking top spot. Um, So yeah, uh, fair play to her. But I mean, she's been very solid. Uh, Like she's been clipping at, especially Laura's heels in a few events, like a rogue. I think she came, Mm. was it third? Um and like really like a lot of talk just many her like ring muscle up capacity um was like a limiter for her, and obviously this event um well this you know semis competition had the ring muscle up so I wouldn't say that was like the true crux of the workout it was lower reps, so for her taking a fourteenth in that workout is a uh, pretty good in that field and then yeah had like really good finishes outside of those like nothing outside fourth uh what she have a yeah third. A first, a third, a second, and a fourth. And yeah, that's pretty pretty solid. So that's going to get the job done. Um, and yeah, Annie, second. I mean, again, same old, just business as usual for her. She's, yeah, just an animal. Don't know else to say. Um, yeah, just business as usual. Take her um, spot to Madison and then, uh, yeah, see what happens in a few weeks' time. And then Laura, I mean, you could probably argue it's a bit disappointing for Laura because... Um, you know, I would say she's, when Mal especially is dropped out, everyone would probably put Laura up as the next, uh, in line for the win at the games. But, um, I mean, if you look at her results, she just had really one really bad finish and that was event uh, one to start the weekend. Um, I don't really know what that was due to, um, I think it was a run. Did she struggle on the run? Was that where she lost quite a lot of time? Um, yeah. Yeah. because yeah, I feel like sled pool she's quite strong. So I don't think that was I know it was tough um for everyone. I know some there's you know lots of uh debate about the lanes and uh who had what lane and all that jazz. But uh I don't think that was like the main reason for her slipping up in that workout, probably just the run. Um but yeah, I mean still third place, not the end of the world. Um but yeah. I was just I was just looking back at
1: Annie's um performances over the years and obviously we, we all know she's a two-time games champ but i i think you, you sort of forget that aside from the years where she's either had to withdraw or had a problem she's so consistent so obviously fourth on the team last year third the year before that in 21 she obviously didn't compete in 2020 after having uh, having her daughter she was cut in 2019 but does anyone really regard 2019 as a real year? 18, she was fifth. 17, third. 2016, was probably about one of the only outliers. She was 13th. But she's come back from that back injury that she had in 2015 where she withdrew. Second, first, first, second in 2014, 20, uh, t- from 2014 back through to 2010. I, it, just being at the top of that of her game for such a long period of time and being able to move with the sport, it's genuine. just the mind boggles looking at it it's just ridiculously impressive um
0: yeah it is crazy
1: sorry oh, yeah i just want to have a look at that
0: no it is it is mental uh yeah 33 what well, so she'll obviously compete this year and again no reason she can't be a uh, top three at the games uh once again this uh year and then yeah i don't know how long she's going to keep going for but yeah it's absolutely mental so yeah insane crazy. Uh, what further down? Well, we had Emma again, very solid performance. Uh, Karen Freyover, over. I mean, Matilda Garnes. I mean, to be fair, there's a bit of a drop off after um Karen Freyover, over, so the top five sort of separate themselves a bit. Then you drop down to Matilda Garnes and Manon Anganese. Uh, and Ella, is it Vunga? Um, let's go with that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, uh. Um, again still very solid like the thing is this region is obviously very competitive so to get like a top seven in this region is um a good shift um just looking across their scores they're pretty consistent as well like none of them had quite interesting out of all of them laura probably had um i mean ella bugner took a 24th in a workout four which was uh, the max snatch wasn't it so Mm. apart from that i think laura actually had the worst finish out of that whole top seven um, or top eight. So it's just quite interesting. So uh like Manon I and mean, yeah, had a 29th in the 29th run. Yeah. Um yeah. But yeah. Uh, any any comments on that? Uh it's great to see Emma
1: McQuaid make a comeback as well in tenth and yeah. Uh, so I think the t- is it's three um rookies made making their debuts at the games will be Manon Anganese. Uh, Ella Vunga and uh, Rebecca Witson, but I think Rebecca vitzson has been there on a team before. Just, yeah, yeah, I've been there on a the team in 2018. Um, so, yeah, interesting to see how they get on as well. Obviously, coming out of a really stacked European field, we tend to see the European women place a little bit higher. Um, there has been a sort of cross semi finals leaderboard compiled. Uh, I think we'll look at that in in another show to just sort of see what sort of indication that gives us towards who's going to do out the games when we're uh, less than 30 days out from the CrossFit games. Um, It is mad how quickly the season moves as well.
0: Yep, not long, not long at all. Um, I suppose we give a shout out to uh, Jennifer Muir, then in 16th, um, somehow nearly qualifying with two pretty much last place finishes um it's pretty crazy a 57th in workout um two with the muscle-ups and then um a 55th on the last uh the second last workout with the rope climbs and the wall facing handsome push-ups but i think people may have dropped out by then so i think the 55th is also a last i think in that workout um but yeah crazy like to almost qualify with two finishes that low Like i know we saw sydney wells qualify with one um Basically, near last place finish, but then to have two and still not uh, nearly sneak in there, uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, but it just shows how uh, good some of her, you know, top level uh, strengths are. Like, well, she had a first, a third, and a sixth, and then you balance it out with the two back end finishes, and then like a mid pack twenty third. So yeah, pretty mental. She can uh, fix those. There's no reason she has a good chance next year to. Uh, probably comfortably make it to be honest. Um yeah. Yeah, I listened to uh, I don't
1: know whether you caught it, she did an interview with Coffee Bottom Wads. Um and her background is kind of mad. So she started as a uh she was a national I think I don't know she was she was on the national team for Scotland um triathlon up until the age of like sixteen, seventeen. Prior to that I think she'd been a swimmer. Uh which like we haven't necessarily got How good she is uh, on that side of things as well um and then she was also uh she then competed in powerlifting for a bit as well um hence the relatively strong performance in linda as well uh before sort of making the move across to crossfit you know like in lockdown so we're talking two two three years ago um i i kind of thought we were past the point of having people who had only been doing the sport for a couple of years make it to, to this level but it's absolutely it's so impressive uh to see what she's been able to do and you know give her i i don't think the the max snatch was necessarily a true expression of her of how good she could be uh, uh on the lifting side of things purely because the snatch is a lot more technical uh, than she's probably used to Mm. So yeah, really excited to see if she can sort of start to shore up the the, the pressing weaknesses that we saw come to pass.
0: Um then yeah, it's ridiculously impressive. Yeah. Uh any other notable um, you know, names from that leaderboard you to talk about? Uh
1: I, th- I think uh, were you on the Sigmund's daughter train?
0: Or no? Uh I think I might have actually put in to qualify. Let me check my uh, list from. I was I on the train, I but I, def- I definitely think I put it. Yeah, I put 10th. So I thought she was going to just sneak in yeah. I didn't have her up high. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, we all saw what happened to her on that second last event. Um, she just basically imploded. I think it was her last. She didn't get through her last rope climb, was it? I think she got stuck on the, yeah, the fourth yeah.
1: one. It was, it's one of those where if she'd been cognizant of it and like with mm. hind- hindsight, it's obviously 2020 20 with it. If she'd taken an extra 30 seconds after that first fail
0: and got it again, completely changes the picture uh, yeah. for her. Well, I think uh, she didn't, she put out something, she like completed it in training in like 12 and a half minutes or something. Yeah. And, yeah, the, and yeah. then in person, she couldn't even finish it, which, uh, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. there's so many factors to that. One being just the general fatigue from competition and then, yeah, as you said, it is crazy. It's just that type of um yeah, um, what do you even call it? Just the muscle endurance. Once it's gone and you're like fully, fully fatigued, it just you need so much time for it to recover just to do like one more rep. And then obviously mm. that rep of rope climb is not just it's not the same rep as doing one double under, it's a completely different type of uh work you need to do just to get one. Um, so yeah, pretty great. But yeah, talking about how long you need to rest, I saw in I don't know if it was America East or West. Um, Tudor Magda took five minutes because he, between getting his last, between the second last and his last rope climb, five minutes because he failed it like twice and had to uh, rest up and recover. So that's like how damaging it is in terms of, it's like, but then yeah, if you said if you rested maybe 30 seconds longer than you originally planned, he could have just got through it. And yeah, like in his head, he loses 30 seconds, but you know, net gain is like four and a half minutes. So it's just crazy on that type of movement That's which nice. i don't know which i mean is what boz i suppose i don't know if he plans for that but it is definitely just an aspect of those type of tests it's like you just got to be careful and i mean strategy is always important but especially in these type of workouts where as like muscle endurance just takes so long uh, to recover between reps that uh, it's just way more important than uh you know washing mm-hmm. out thrusters and burpees really fast so <laughs> yeah Yeah, uh, we obviously had some decent
1: performances from the other Brits as well. Um, Amy sitting in 20th, Taylor uh, sitting in 21st. Uh, I think they probably both would have expected to have done a little bit better um, overall. Uh, But yeah, still like Amy got an event win on the 800 meter run following the uh, snatches. So, strong performance from her. Then, do we have any other Brits to call out? Evie Hollis uh, ended up in 43rd. And that was it, unless there's anyone I'm missing. A um, couple of the Irish athletes as well, Holly teenan and um, Aoife Burke and Lucy McGonigal. Lucy McGonigal able to sort of hold her own in this field with a 45th. Um, her best performance being in the snatch at 21st. So, yeah, interested to see what she's able to put up with the games, uh, going head-to-head with uh, the other 16-, 17-year-olds as well. Is she a, a comp train athlete? She is. Yeah. She's a comp uh, train athlete, and her snatch is her best movement.
0: <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's very, very strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. No. no, I just heard a podcast with I listening to that coffee pods and wads with um Bergeron talking about, and he said kept saying Lucy, but I didn't realize he was talking about her until he mentioned that she was basically still really young. So just put those two yeah, together. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough. Is she gonna move out there or she just doing it online? I think she's doing it online. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, get some I online. I, I, from... I think the what? So it's cole cold sake yeah, I, I think her? that.
1: No, I I think there's uh, a number of other coaches. Uh, For for those not in the know, we're referencing the fact that Ben Bergeron has elected to step down as the elite athlete, the main elite athlete coach for CompTrain. And Cole Sager will be taking it over. Um, Much like, I'm trying to think of some sort of analogy that will work here, uh, a once great football manager passing it across to his player, who's then going to become a player manager, but has zero experience with coaching, um, from what we can see. Obviously, like Cole's, like very experienced. You know, making it to the games ten consecutive years is mad impressive. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see how that ends up shaking out. Particularly given the fact that, as far as I'm aware, the majority of the Comtrain athletes at the moment are trained by somebody else within that coaching uh, within Comtrain. Yeah. But Ben's apparently looking to push on. Um, a whole variety of different things, you know, trying to become a one-stop shop for everything in app form uh, for people. So, yeah, I get, that that interview was really, really good uh, that Peter did. So, would suggest going and listening to it as well. Um, at some yeah, point, we'll... I think we will stop just uh, shilling his podcast, but um, <laughs> that day is not
0: today. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a bit interesting to see what uh, Cole Sega does because doesn't plan like it doesn't look like he's planning on retiring. So especially next season, is he going to be like a, if he qualifies again, like a playing coach and be coaching other elite athletes, how are you going to manage? Cause you know, those athletes expect your coach, you know, to be there with you in the warm area and yeah. like, help you manage everything. And like, he's got his own thing to worry about. So be interesting, a uh, dynamic to see how that plays out. Um, or maybe he will step away after this season and, uh, just become, he a said he's going to carry on and be a player yeah. manager. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that works. Um, yeah. Very interesting. Uh you ever look at right. men's side. Yeah, let's go for it.
1: Um as as open up the discussion topic is
0: Lazar now the king of Europe. Uh no. Not until <laughs> he I think until he gets a I think if he gets a podium at the games. Uh yeah. you could maybe make that argument. Um but no, not yet. I mean he's, you know, doing a good job. You know, it did crush this competition. Um, but we'll see. I still think BKG is uh, the king, but he didn't have the best showing uh at semis. But you know, we'll uh he's, see what he's done in that before though. Yeah, exactly. Like, right, um, uh,
1: if we look back at it and look at his I've got his semi performances here. Uh actually no tell a lie 22 he came second 21 he came first but that was all online um in person fourth in 2018 first first second third ninth. um
0: yeah all, and then he's all also got what how many medals he's got at the games he's got two. two yeah so um yeah no i wouldn't say uh lazar's king yet but I mean, if he had a better off season as well, because Dubai, he did he pull out? He was just ill and just didn't do very well. Um, yeah, he
1: was he was performing there the whole like he was there the whole weekend. Well, he was yeah. there the whole weekend. I don't know whether
0: he was there the whole weekend. If you okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. get him adrift. Um, yeah. So yeah, like maybe if he'd done better than that, would have given him uh, I don't know some bit more status. But I mean, no, he is definitely obviously obviously one European region. He is definitely like the best European. Or one of the best going into the games, um, hmm. but as we know, the games is just completely different. And what it's going to be is third year at the games. Uh, is it the third individual appearance?
1: We turned down. Um, I know he turned down twenty nineteen. Was it not? Oh, was that not Luca turned it down? No, no, they both did.
0: No, it was right. just Lazare would have qualified. So Lazare right. turned it down then. Yeah, yeah so he's done two appearances because he did not go in 2021 and then last year as well. Yes he did 21 22 yeah. ninth eight so in yeah, theory yeah. he come seventh this year cuz he's just yeah, in basically one yeah, spot. Yeah. I only remember I only remember in 2021 because he I think he won the pegboard workout the amrap with the pegboards dumbbell overhead squat yes. and double unders. Yeah, yeah. Well at that yeah. time he didn't hadn't won it cuz uh, his judge kept you no know, repping his like first double under on every set even though he just went straight to a double under and the, and the judge couldn't comprehend someone that skillful to go straight to a double under <laughs> so never gave it to him I remember at the end of the event like Lazo was like refusing to sign his like score sheet on the floor and like you could see him like mouthing something like I'm gonna go to the back afterwards and get it sorted out he just like refused to sign it um yeah <laughs> I think did he
1: no he didn't I thought he'd uh Was
0: that then wasn't he? Uh, Sorry, he was also no. part of, was he not part of the controversy? Uh, this party on the bike, he was in. The, oh yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The group that did four Very laps. Followed. Yeah, instead of five. Yeah, yeah. His was his uh, was annoying because he actually was going out for his fifth lap, and he was someone like had told him to turn around, and like, no, you've done your five. So. <laughs> He got a bit screwed over. Are you saying that the CrossFit organization got something wrong? <laughs> I mean, that that, that doesn't even a... have to be said. That's just like that's just normal. <laughs> that's just standard operation. If we got an event that actually ran smoothly with no hiccups, that'd just be a win in itself. Um, but <laughs> like this year, already, like Well, this is, we're doing this after they like announced like the rule book for like the games, and you must have seen um and Pepper's um meme. A jab at the uh, uh gymnastics grip length. So it's like a picture if you haven't seen it. Um it's like one person's palms to the sky with grips on, and it shows like just a standard pair of gymnastics grips, and like the top, the edge of it goes to about the middle of their middle finger, and it says this is okay. And then the next picture it's the person with the grips like flopped over, and then they're going past the fingers and it says this is not allowed, and then obviously. Dallin Pepper's done a video of just showing like in the same video, his palms facing the sky. They're shorter than his fingers. He jumps onto the pull-up bar and now they're longer than his fingers. And he's just done the classic, um, the office meme of they're the same picture. So go CrossFit. Just uh... I, it's ironic because yeah, they, they've I, they've tried to release a rule book. They've tried to do what the athletes want. But then even within that, they've still made just stupid mistakes. Um, But yeah. they're a small team they're they're (laughs) even smaller now that justin all right they're such a small team okay we'll we'll take that offline and we'll discuss it i i fair. it's actually quite a big discussion point i like i don't know if you watch much of the mariah moore um interview of Savon, but there's literally like no money in that whole um system like the support she had was like non existent. As, as she said, it was, like such a skeleton crew that made the documentaries like so last minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I was, yeah. But yeah, that's a whole different uh think... conversation for another day.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think we'll we'll touch it like we'll do that in our sort of season review come the end of the season. Um just highlighting everything that went wrong and like <laughs> well, I, yeah. I like I I think we're we're both semi-commercially minded, right? And we can both see that there are definitely ways that you can start to grow the sport, uh, start to grow the methodology by utilising the sport as this sort of springboard. But we're not seeing that because they just can't do the basic things right. Um, And it's, it's very hard to completely shift a narrative from everyone being overtly negative about you, which is what's happening at the moment. Anyway, Henrik Appelainen came second, and he had a great weekend. Uh, very quiet, very understated, uh, just near enough. Did he do – he had one eleventh. 11th Every other result was in the top 10. Ridiculously consistent. Um, the man is so unassuming and just does, just does what he needs to do. He's a nice little stoic – not I say little. He's a big stoic Finnish man and just does really, really well.
0: Yeah, I was quite surprised he finished that high. I did not have him. I don't even, even think I had him even qualifying this time. I think he was one of the ones I thought we might just miss out um, just because the field's so stacked. Yeah, I had him in 14th, so he got yeah. completely um, yeah, made me look like an absolute mug. So, he, he strikes
1: me as the kind of guy who has this plan, is going to go in there, execute his plan, and he's going to have no problems. So, like His only issue is if he comes up against something that he can't
0: do. And that's that's basically it. But is that not everyone's, everyone's issue when they enough? come up against something they can't do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but some people like he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't have like a crazy number of um, like standout performances. He's just able yeah, to just yeah. be consistent, constantly go under the radar, and, and do very well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really good to see, and I'm, I'm excited to see what he. that Hopefully, he'll be able to improve on his performance. Um, you know, solidify a top 15, potentially push for a top 10 game spot. Depends on the programming for him, because he's a little bit bigger. So, we'll wait and see what happens there. Yeah, and then we and had then a... Rounding out the yeah. podium. Oh, God. You go. Is uh, Moritz Fiebig, uh who, again, on the bigger side, I think this is a trend that we definitely saw, um, definitely coming into this week anyway, is that you need to be a little bit bigger um to, to cope um in this uh for this season uh, and obviously on home turf as well I think he had a he had a pretty fun fun time had one damage limitation workout in workout six in where he got a 36th but was able to turn up and deliver and get enough points from the from the rest of the events and a solid group of top eight finishes across the board.
0: Yeah, to be fair, if he if his result in event six would have just matched the trend of all his others, he probably would have pushed Lazar for the win, just on points wise. Yeah. Um so yeah. We'd have a we'd have a Dubai replay. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, came cool.
1: second in Dubai in the off season and no, did he win Dubai? He won Du Fabian won Dubai. I'm yeah, getting off. Fabian Benito won Dubai. Yeah, yeah. Shout I'm out confusing for Lazar and Fabian. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Fikowski. <laughs> um, yeah, so so Feebig, I, I, I'm expecting him to to improve on his performance uh, this year as well. Uh, moving down, our first rookie on the male side, Yella Hoster. Uh, really, I was really really impressed by him. I've I've seen him um, in person before. Uh, I was out in Madrid two years ago now. I think it was 21. Um, with Zach, when Zach came second there, and Yellow came in third and was just really composed really good throughout the whole weekend so thrilled for him to make his sort of debut
0: at semis and and get his ticket to the games as well yeah and then well and also his run i don't know was it an event record overall or the velner still have that but a 256 um well basically going sub three not many people did that across all Fabulous. the semis so yeah um yeah very speedy yeah I mean, you keep in mind those was really eight snatches good. before not just the run. Because I know people will look at that and be like, 800 meters, that's quite slow. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, I remember they did about 20 to 25 seconds of work before. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah. but yeah, crazy speed. And then, yeah, one fifth we had Janikowski. Um Again, I mean, I would say he's like a bit like a BKG, just always there. Uh, he's never, uh, yeah, it'd be a massive shock if he never qualified. Um, I suppose you could have seen him maybe finish a bit higher. But um, I mean, fifth is fine. And again, he'll do pretty solid at games. Depends what the order of events are. But if we get something, you know, the classic swim day one, if we get that this year, he just have the leaders jersey after event one as usual, and then just slowly uh, fall backwards as the competition goes <laughs> on. <laughs> That's just what happens in Look, the right he's, time. He's
1: he's changed his programming this off season, so. When he first made it to the Games, he was working with Miko Um He then has been programming for himself. And now this year, he's working under Yami in the training plan. So, um, which produced such wonderful videos as Reggie and Yona heading out together on little bike rides, which was very <laughs> adorable. Um, so, I, I, I'm expecting to see something slightly different this year. I'd hope to see something slightly different. Uh, he's still, he's still only twenty eight. I, I think he's still got a, yeah, it's madness, isn't it? I, yeah, I still think he's about, got yeah, like yeah. A, a, a number of, a number of top ten performances to to put together. You know, he he tends to alternate year on year as to whether he has a good year or a bad year. So I'm kind of hoping that he brings it this year. Um, last year he struggled to to make it through semis, ended up going through last chance qualifiers, but I think he was sick. So I, I think basically if he's able to I, I think he's already out in the US so he's already adapting to the US time zones et etc et etc so and hopefully he can stay uh, stay well and not be um, not be sick heading into uh, into
0: Madison Yep. Uh, then yeah sick we have oldest Upenix uh, what's this going to be his second appearance? Well, did he do twenty nineteen when he uh, did he qualify national champ as well? Um, he yeah, was definitely he there last year. Um, there can't. There can't be more Latvians. I <laughs> I only remember he was there last year because he uh, on the shuttle to overhead. He literally just said, "Screw this!" <laughs> to the overhead, and it just ran like a napsu monster. Uh, <laughs> uh, might as well. I mean, an yeah. event win There's probably an extra three k bonus prize money as well. So <laughs> nearly as living. much money as he got from the European Championships last year. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh dear, tragic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, so, another like, sort just, of finish. Like, he just turned...
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, Not really I, I, yeah. I, I wanted to see him do more at the games. Yeah, because he's clearly good enough. So mm. I, I, I don't. know happens um i don't think he did french throwdown this year if memory serves which he normally like he'll normally get a load more competitions in him and uh caravis are absolute they, they love competing competing is yeah. I, I think they just program competitions into everything they
0: do um did, uh george's caravis did french throwdown didn't he yeah he did he was on the yeah. podium because it was i think the podium pull it, was after pulling out of this yeah 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 it was um Enrico Zanoni and then Victor Hoffer and then it was at Carabas, wasn't it? Top three. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, oldest. I'm I i do not he doesn't his game's profile says he's only he's 85 kg, which I wouldn't say is light, but he does look I don't know if you found but he looks tiny compared to everyone else. Um Yeah. Yeah he is he's very like eighty five kg I wouldn't say is a small weight. Um that's pretty like eighty five to eighty eight It's like pretty standard, but just I don't know. Just looks small. Well, I remember last year's games. He just looked. He looks very small compared to everyone else, Um and even in person because you're a champs. And we saw him uh, like in the warm-up area. He's not massive, Um but yeah.
1: Well, so. yeah. He's allegedly he's he's 174 centimeters, which is
0: five, eight, five, nine, five, eight and a half. Nah, he's definitely not that because <laughs> I was looking. I was looking down at him, and I'm um, not <laughs> tall, so. <laughs> He's definitely just, I didn't even numbers see him. He wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> even close to my eye line. So, <laughs> uh
1: no, yeah, I, he's definitely, uh, yeah, those numbers uh, are I, not accurate. Yeah, I I get the vibe he's much, uh, he's, he's just done what Matt Fraser did and claimed that he was a different height <laughs> for his whole career. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he's anywhere near that height because no. I, I sort of see him as like a European Colton Mertens, but. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. He's tiny. Yeah, he's definitely fudged those numbers. <laughs> actually
0: he's not taller Uh, than Jonakowski, but anyway yeah exactly Uh, and then yeah 7th we had I mean depends who you are but I'll say quite a big surprise uh, David Sharunki 7th place Uh, yeah I don't know about you but I did not see that did not see that coming I
1: think when you I I knew we do quite well on Linda Uh, I didn't know how well he'd do on the first or the fifth workout. He's, he's had a number of injuries over the years. Um last time I saw him compete in person at Sid in was it 2020 or 2019? I forget. Uh but yeah, the the year he got his games ticket, so it would have been 2020 season. Mm. Um he wasn't able to perform the online games because he had this injury, then he was rehabbing it, thought he'd recovered it, and then had to redo it and then had to go and have surgery which is why you probably haven't seen him that much spoken about over the past couple of years, but he's been away. He's been working. He's very methodical. He has clear plans of what he wants to do in a workout. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see. He definitely benefited from having the three weeks in the run up to it. I think if Europe had been in the first week, he'd just still done well. Um, because I think you know he absolutely tore through Linda like it was nothing um, which is ridiculously impressive but I, I'm interested to see how he copes with that sort of unknown unknowable element of of the games and whether he's able to emulate his performance there as well yeah
0: well it's about Linda like everyone bangs on about Bron being like the barbell guy but Sshrky literally beats him by 50 seconds that's a lot. Um, like absolutely crushed him and beat like people finishing middle of the pack. Like, for example, oldest uh finished 26th, which is basically just middle of the pack, and that was over four minutes behind. That's loads. That's like that's insane, that's, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a very fast time, pretty crazy. Um, yeah, right. Eighth place, we had BKG. Um, I mean, we well, tied with Sharonkey, but obviously got demoted on some type of countback system they used. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I think after day one, people were like, What's what's going on? That's not very uh, BKG, a 25th and a 25th, or was it actually a, a lie? A 6th, 25th, and a <laughs> <then> 25th. <laughs> My thing was a uh, bumped one forward, uh, but yeah, so yeah, if, I mean, I, eighth.
1: I think I think the major issue was going into going into the snatch, um.
0: That I, I
1: something I did enjoy this year is having those back to back events and having to, those two events so close together really piled the pressure on the athletes. If you were in a poor position, then you had to perform in those two to, to ensure that you were like looking in a really strong position. Um, and he was able to do that, you know, was able to get a third and an 11th, uh, that put him in the driver's seat for the next couple of events as well.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, he, good, he had a good run. He went third, 11th, third, which helps him sneak back up there. Um, yeah. Then a 16th in the final event, which again, I wouldn't say that's great. like For him, 16th, I wouldn't say it's great for him in that type of workout in this field. Like I think a top five, really, against the people he's against. I, but, so I, I, th- I think for that workout, if you're in this
1: sort of 6 to 11 range in that final workout, then you know what you need to do to get to the games, right? So you're not going to take any risks. You're going to be, right, okay, let's be a little bit cautious here. I don't want my grip to pop. up. I don't want to make any mistakes. I don't want to drop the bag and trip and fall. So let me be a little bit more cautious. Um, this plays into my mindset very much as a CrossFit mm. athlete. I'm very, very cautious in all <laughs> aspects of it. Uh, but so, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense as to why he necessarily didn't like go Go all
0: out, guns blazing. Yeah, I mean, and, and yeah, and spots were literally separated by two seconds. So if you went ten yeah. seconds slower, you literally lose like five spots. Um, so yeah, if you go a bit more yeah. cautious, that is going to happen. Um, but yeah, and then ninth we had Bron. Um, he's made it back, Mister. I'm doing CrossFit training now. <laughs> um, don't know what he's been doing the last few years, then. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, obviously, everyone knows him as a strong guy, but yeah, he's like working with um, Underdogs Athletics and Justin Kotler. So yeah, full, like what well, he says, he's like basically, um, you know, more CrossFit, more conditioning, um, taking it more seriously, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought based on the events we had, he was going to qualify. And yeah, I didn't think he was going to dominate and he pretty much sat about where I thought he would sit um mm-hmm. but yeah nothing too surprised. i mean he's definitely very talented and should be in that top 10 or so in europe um so yeah good to see him uh pretty much confirm that i don't know if anything uh, he did surprise you no he's just
1: uh with Gee not making it he's just crossfit sort of oh we can post a lot about
0: this person on the strength events <laughs> yeah basically uh well it's a shame he didn't really get pushed in the strength event because he didn't need to because a 295 pound snatch is way below what he can do um yeah oh yeah yeah so but it's cool he's at the so he's at the games now so they do some cool strength test of some sort either a ladder or you know whatever like a knockout uh um, depends what the lift is it won't i think he um will have a very good chance of winning that event overall and, um, and when it
1: comes as well because they are cutting to I don't know whether you heard this they're cutting to oh, 20 yeah, yeah, yeah. On, just, yeah. on the Saturday
0: yeah so that yeah I don't think he's I, well I, yeah I wouldn't say he's top 20 caliber so hopefully he gets to uh, wherever that if there is like a strength for test type event hopefully he gets a crack at it before they cut um, but we'll see maybe we'll do something crazy like that we, you've seen he's done a Turkish getup with an air bike
1: I have seen that that's just
0: that. stupid. Yeah. That's just crazy. <laughs> That's actually mental. Um, but yeah, absolutely mental. Um, yeah, and then we had. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this name so much. You you just say the name, Ben, because I don't feel like oh, we'll pronounce it right. Mikhail Veselovsky. Cool. Is that all right? Is
1: that good? Yeah, it sounds good we'll to me. That. Um, <laughs> yeah uh kind of I don't think anyone kind of predicted him to to come here and make it uh had one it was the run that was his top event and third and then he came fifth on linda uh and and that was it everything else was sort of eighteenth through twenty ninth you know came fourteenth mm. in the final one that gave him sixty two points and he was you know, twenty-two points out of out of twelve, so a decent enough buffer for him. I don't know a lot about him as an athlete. Uh, but I, I don't know what kind of comps he's done, or haven't really seen much of him.
0: So interested to see how he does. Yeah, man, he's a big boy. He says ninety-eight kg on his uh, profile. That's a uh, wow. hefty. That was um, his
1: first semi-final.
0: Yeah, and he's only only th- thirty as well. So. Yeah, fair play to him. Might have been, might have been uh, working for this type of chance uh, for a while. So um, obviously he's, he's only gone. done he's only done the Open since twenty twenty. Fair enough.
1: Came six hundred ninety second in twenty twenty. This is worldwide. Hundred sixtieth worldwide in twenty one. One thousand eight hundred twenty fifth in twenty two, and then forty
0: seventh this year. So he's definitely made a big jump this year. Uh, yeah,
1: really impressive to see
0: yep and then in 11th we had uh fabian benito obviously the dubai champ um did pretty well like i think going in i might have had him like third or fourth because he won quarters in europe and he seems to uh have has made like some good strides this past year or so um but yeah i mean i, I was probably, I'm pretty surprised that he was that far down um I, I think right. F- Fabi did what Fabi always does. If you look at last season uh,
1: the first event was a Lego throw Club event and he nearly came bottom in that or 29th or 30th out of 30 men. He did near enough the equivalent here coming 30th in that first workout and then in Linda he came 32nd. Uh, and so he, he's always having to like sort of dig himself out of this hole to to make it and so it's it's, it's great for narrative building it's fantastic. But that uh, does sort of worry me. For like having seen him, and if I think back to Madrid, uh, I keep referencing that competition. But I think back to Madrid, and it was exactly the same thing there. You know, he he was digging himself out, trying to make it through to the top ten to try and make sure that he was the highest placing Spanish athlete, and he just absolutely like, really struggled with getting there. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do because I think he's he's a really good athlete.
0: But, yeah, probably didn't need to put himself in those positions. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's made it. So, be interesting to see how he does as well. Um, and then, yeah, any other notable names? And then we got Victor Hoffer, who finished 13th. Um, obviously, he was had a bit of uh, hype around him going into semis just because he's quite young. Uh, I suppose like a new name this season on the scene. Um, did very well in quarters. And obviously, I think just the start of programming, he's obviously got a very good gymnastics background. So the gymnastics test always going to seem to um, favor him. Um, And he showed that with a really impressive win in uh, event six, Um, which, like, yeah, wasn't too surprising. And then seems like the only event that tripped him up really would be the uh, event one. Yeah, the run, he took a 53rd, which, again, I don't know. it's tough to go back and see because obviously the camera work was basically non-existent so it's hard to see which bit uh, tripped him up so it could have been the weight of the sled but he's not weak like i've seen him put up some decent numbers um and then yeah it might just be one of the machines that cost him because really if he takes uh if he does what fabi does if he takes a 30th he makes it so um yeah i think i think that
1: grouping of 12th 13th and 14th so Colin Bossard, Victor uh, Colin Bossard, twenty-two years old, Victor Hoffer, twenty, and Luca Vunjak, twenty-three. That those three, I'm expecting to do something more next year. I'm expecting them to, like at, at, at the minimum in the off season, if they do stuff. And we're already seeing that with Hoffer taking a second at French Throwdown, uh, which is a ridiculously impressive thing, especially considering how heavy that competition was. I'm expecting those three to make a real big push um in the next year or so uh with hoffer as well i don't know whether it's a once he nearly once he knew that he couldn't make it he gets a first and a second Mm. i don't i don't know like we've been talking a lot about sort of mental aspects of how it impacts uh people and i don't know whether he's one of those athletes who you know sits there and looks at the leaderboard and obsesses about it but coming first and second on those last two events kind of tells me that he should probably have slightly better placings across the board
0: yeah well um, yeah i agree like maybe just freedom up go out there and just uh you know no stress doesn't matter if you blow up because it's not going to change the Mm. result either way um i mean event six i think he was probably going to do well regardless of where he was, yeah, so yeah. If he was doing well. He probably still do well, and like here, he wasn't doing yeah. great, so freedom him up. But I think event 60 and then yeah, but yeah, you're right. The last event, uh, so that's quite surprising for him to do that well. I think second place, because I would still say that leans towards a stronger, you know, more powerful athlete with the air bike or the echo bike, and then the sandbag carry. Obviously, the toes of bar does play a factor, as we saw at like, the last round. People start breaking yeah. down. Yeah. Like, if you could hold on for the last twenty first drop down and not lose those extra five seconds it did make a difference um and obviously he's got great gymnastics capacity so that probably helped him a lot um so yeah second in that event is very impressive just for where he's at in his development and like if you look at him he's not big again like he's yeah obviously strong and fit but he's not like a big boy compared to some of the other like the guys who are in the top 10 so for him to take mm. a second on that is uh pretty impressive um but yeah i mean as you said yeah those three Uh, definitely wants to look out for also enrico zanoni i mean he's already been to the games he's a couple years older than them but he's already got that experience and um he just had a few yeah i don't know what happened i I don't know what happened with him on workout five because there is
1: no way he is that bad at gymnastics like like i thought he was objectively very good at gymnastics
0: am i right um yeah, numbers, yeah, six. Yeah, it took 33rd. Yeah, we had a few of those. We had like, I think that's what kept him out. We had three finishes in the 30s, which you just can't have unless you're going to get no. event wins. So we didn't have, he had one really good finish. He had a second in the muscle-up one. Um, mm. So obviously his muscle-up and ring and pistols is good. But yeah, event one, a 32nd, uh, the lift, a 31st. I mean, that's quite, a weak snatch, to be fair. And then, um, event six, yeah, 33rd, which I mean, saying that we didn't really actually talk about that. The snatching from the men in Europe was <laughs> oh, abysmal. It was a number of messages I've had from Matthew Hosking
1: saying, Oh, the snatching in the men in Europe is horrendous. Oh.
0: <laughs> it is, it's actually so embarrassing. We've got guys who'd taken like a third in Europe would have been like a 16th in the America, uh, semis. Um, yeah, it was quite eye opening how weak uh, the European men were. I know, like they've always been a bit weaker, but just this this event in particular just highlighted that point a bit more. Um, I just thought it was quite quite interesting. But 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 uh... I think the thing is, like
1: if we if we talk about it more broadly, and it's it's something that I think we've both referenced before, is take the Open for example, and twenty point twenty two point two A was it and B? Well, wait, where you had that thrust away. Now, it was if I'd put my score in in North America, I would have had to put my higher thruster score on my lower burpee pull-up score because that worked out better for me because it was so much more competitive on the thruster side. But I could get away with having a lower thruster in the European side of things that was better for my overall placement because in general, Americans are stronger than... North Americans are stronger than Europeans. So yeah I'm I'm not overly surprised by things like that but I think and and I think the other thing as well is that you don't consider the sort of mindset of people like how many people are going out there with like okay I have to PB here because it's such a strong field and so if you know that you can get away with a you know a 270 to snatch then you know you you you're right
0: I guess yeah no, it's just, it's just interesting. Just uh, you just watch the American ones and they're slamming around two nine five to three hundred plus, and then you have got the Europeans like getting hyped over like a two fifty. It's like oh, <laughs> getting hyped over a two fifty. <laughs> I uh, wish I could get hyped over a two fifty, <laughs> but that's just me. And then I suppose this ties in. We go a bit further down. We can talk about um some of the Brits, um their performances. So obviously we had Harry Lightfoot came in twenty eighth. I mean, uh, I don't know about you, but that's not too surprising. Uh, I know he did very well in quarters, but I think people who have been in this game long enough or, you know, like us are quite keen to like, follow a lot of it. I think we knew that was a bit of a, yeah, that's not going to translate to semis in person. Um, as much as, as as cool as it would have been for him to have qualified. Um, I think, you know, it's a very different animal going to in-person against these guys than just doing an online competition. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that yeah i mean the 245 pound
1: snatch is clearly not <laughs> ideal for him i think, I think he also is... really struggled he struggled with the pistol like we, we, we were talking about yeah, this, yeah yeah and i think that there does seem to be this sort of uh, like brits seem to struggle with technical movements right if we're talking about a pistol if we're talking about ring muscle up if we're talking about a snatch like brits on the whole tend to be worse than other countries at that i have no statistics to back that up aside from the evidence that we have from this sort of past weekend but not past weekend this semi-final um so i don't know whether it's something that is within us you know on na- that one of our national sports is rugby we're just used to grit, hard determination, just pushing through things, like not bothering to learn skills and things like that. I don't know. Is is that something that's holding us back as a, as a an existential question, talking about us as a nation, whether we're being held back by lack of skill development? But I mean, I'm not necessarily referring to the workforce. Yeah. And the... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making a broader political point. I want to make that very clear. But uh, yeah, yeah, you, you sort of look at the average snatch um, for for the men, you know, even like from the Brit side, Cherunki was the heaviest at 265 pounds. He came 19th, but he was the best at Linda. Like, f- f- figure that one out for me. You know, like there, there, there should be some degree of correlation between those two workouts to my mind. Uh, you should be able to say, right, you know what, like, I'm actually a decent I, i'm decently strong i should be able to replicate that in snatch so the fact that they weren't is yeah just more than a little bit concerning
0: yeah well i mean when when we're watching i'm messaging you being like well when you see them coming out and they're lifters for the pistol ring muscle up workout you know it's game over when the pistol should be like the most irrelevant part of that workout it's like down to the ring muscle-up complex and the burpees um so yeah well, that was uh, Harry and uh, Reggie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Look, Harry's, Harry's, Harry's still young. Harry's
1: 24. Uh, I He's got a good base. It was his first time at semifinals, first time at this sort of higher level of a competition. He went to French Throwdown last year and came like ninth or 10th or something. So look, I, I think the AOD guys are smart enough to be able to bring up those weaknesses and for him to, you know, have be able to emulate his online performance that he had this year in, at an in-person setting. Um, Reggie obviously would have been around about the same position, but unfortunately he had to pull out. Uh, like I look like a popped, he like he popped his pack um, on that final on workout six, so I had to withdraw on the floor, which I think was a little bit difficult to watch. Um, but again, I think I, I don't know whether if we'd had different programming, if things would have been different for those guys. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Sam Parkin as well he'd been out of the sort of this level of competition for a while, but I was able to come back in and had a decent set of um, performances, you know, 10th in workout, uh, workout six and 17th in workout two as well. So fair play to him.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, Reggie, I, I know he got injured and pulled out after event six with the rope climb, like tearing his pec a bit, but up until then he was also quite, I mean, disappointing. I feel like, he does get a lot of hype. <laughs> I mean, it's fair enough when you're like supposedly the next, um, you know, arguably what the best option we have in the UK for someone to get to the games on the male side, but like, and with all the change in his training, like, you know, just just doesn't back it up. I don't know what to say. It's just uh I can't believe some of the things I was seeing though when he like the snatch he opened up 185. Like. What I just don't, I just don't get I it. I realized I hadn't seen him snatch in competition for since
1: Battle for Middle Ground 2019. Yeah, uh, and so. I think I, I at that point, I could outsnatch him, so I know it's always been a, a weakness. Um, incidentally, his snatch has improved significantly, mine has not. So, there we are. Hmm. Welcome to four years of I don't know, <laughs> ticking along from my perspective, anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's uh, I I like things like the run. I expected him to do a little bit better on as well, considering that some of the times he posts that we see, you know, is that he's got like a sub forty minute ten k. So his eight hundred should be, you know, up there with the best of them. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, hopefully he's resting up. Hopefully he's recovering well. Um, and it may have been that injury, been something that's been plaguing him the whole the whole weekend. Um, mm. and it is why he couldn't push. I haven't seen him come out and talk about that at, at all yet. I, I don't use the kind of guy to come out and sort of make excuses around things like that. Um, so yeah, and, and we we have got a British male at the Games. Um, along with, actually, uh, and I'll pivot from here, uh, a British team as well. <laughs> I know you love talking about team, so we'll go and talk about team. Um, across at Rotherham qualified in 10th. After SAF wasn't able to compete due to rupturing her ACL, uh, they were able to draft in their, their placement and still make it to the games. Um, obviously they, they qualified for for semis in third uh, and were able to come in in 10th, but they had a sizable points gap, you know, 37 point gap down to, down to 11th. Um, so that's really good to see. Excited to see those guys go there and compete. Um, I don't know whether Moritz is the... I know he lives in Wales. I, I guess he... I, I know his sister plays for... I think it's his sister plays for uh, Wales in rugby. So I'm, I'm excited to see a Welshman at the Games um, as a Welshman myself. So yeah, that's uh, good stuff from them. Um, the, the other British teams that we were sort of hoping they'd be able to replicate that performance. Aylesbury ended up in 14th. Um, a couple of really strong events, you know, in and around that, like three eleventh place finishes, one fourth, but then a thirty first and a thirty second sort of pulled them down. Uh, Surbiton Motion uh, ended up in seventeenth. They loved, they had a really good team. I think if the programming had been more team friendly as opposed to individual leaning, I think I think they'd probably had a better time. But all of their finishes were ridiculously consistent between 15th and 20th uh so that's mad impressive alone uh and then wesley's crossfit shire fit ended up in 27th and uh blueprint crossfit team aod unfortunately had to withdraw after the first event due to uh, a sort of freak injury to to one of their athletes Um, but i think they would have put a good a good run together i was really excited actually to see helen nutter on the um on the lifting one workout five after she i think she just won the heavy grace challenge for rogue but didn't oh, really? film the yeah didn't film the standards correctly so they oh. disqualified her
0: so yeah that was yeah <laughs> frustrating for her i imagine they are they are quite um, savage um rogue with those um yeah. like you've got to be I think, really I think you it. had to
1: te- you had to test
0: the weight with a
1: dumbbell beforehand, like the, so you had to obviously me- uh, like weigh all the plates and she didn't test
0: the scales with the dumbbell first. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Not ideal, but hey, it is a bit of a faff having to weigh all the plates and uh, all that jazz, but I suppose it's just the only way they can verify it. They do, they do give out some good prizes. So that's probably, they feel like we're giving out quite a bit, so might as well make it legit.
1: Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I think it's a thousand dollars Um, and they have like a big league for it as well. Mm. So if you enter enough of them throughout the year, then it tends to do quite well. Yeah. Well, but I think didn't Merton's Colton Mertens, Mertens
0: win, um, like the overall, because they got like you know loads of different challenges, and then, I think I think he did season, for last year. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like he won whatever the overall prize was for like entering loads and like doing well across all of them. Um, yeah, yeah. He um he was able to extend his pig farm. <laughs> brought in uh,
1: ten thousand pigs. <laughs> That guy Uh
0: <laughs>
1: looking at the looking at the European side on the teams as well, because we obviously highlighted the Brits. Let's also talk about um no shortcuts did very well throughout the whole weekend. Oslo Navy Blue, I think everyone sort of expected them to rock up and just be top three the whole way. Uh they had a twelfth and a seventh uh on day one. So they were uh not doing as well as everyone sort of expected. And there was a little bit of a narrative like oh what's going on here but uh, they were able to pull it back and then CrossFit Oslo ended up having three teams qualify as well so excited to see what they're able to put together um, I think the team competition is going to be really interesting this season uh, it's going to be very competitive uh, so would recommend that you go and watch if you are interested in it at all uh, unless yeah.
0: your name's Matthew Hosking in which case as far as you're concerned it's not happening <laughs> I'm going to be there in person. I'm going to be watching it all. So <laughs> I've become a fake uh, <laughs> team fan for one week.
1: <laughs> are you, yeah. Well, I mean, you are competing in a team competition this weekend, aren't you? So... I am, actually. That isn't, isn't that the irony? <laughs> no, I know it is. It is. I, I hope you give everyone a briefing beforehand telling them how, much, how little team matters to you. And you end <laughs> it by saying, well, that, uh, if you have a bad event, didn't matter because i hate team if you have a good event
0: it did matter because i performed well individually <laughs> is that what you're gonna say to her no but they already know where my mentality lies regarding to team <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah like even actually was quite funny yesterday i was not feeling great and i was like just i just needed like a rest and um i was like saying to alex yeah just as long as i feel good for next week that's all that matters just inferring for sid he's like no as long as you're feeling good for saturday in terms of turf, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> you go,
1: uh, <laughs> a little functional fitness competition. I'll speak to you. I'll speak to you when you come back to real CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah. Right. Should we, what do we talk about now? French showdown? A little recap of that. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover, we'll
1: cover French showdown a little bit. I think we, you and I both looked at the workouts beforehand of this and we're just like, what on earth is happening? <laughs> like this is it? It was it was heavy. It was a, it was a it was a heavy load of volume. There was yeah, one workout in particular. Good. Yeah, the um, where's the sandbag one? Yeah, so it was the sandbag one. Just to give a sort of representation, was forty meter sandbag lunges, thirty sandbag squats, twenty sandbag to shoulders, three hundred double unders. Twenty sandbag to shoulders, thirty sandbag squats, forty meter sandbag lunges, a seventeen minute time cap, and it was at seventy and fifty for the male and female respectively. Yeah. KG.
0: Um Yeah, that's savage. That's absolutely savage. Uh,
1: nobody <laughs> I, nobody finished.
0: Yeah, and these people are like some of these people have been to the games. Like just sums it up. Um. Yeah, and that's just one of the workouts. So how many workouts were there? Like ten. Um. Yeah. And that was oh, just sorry. Lot.
1: Tell a lie. Three women finished. <laughs>
0: that was Natalie
1: Niska, Jérômeine, Jérudet. Sorry if I butchered that. And Emma Armstrong out of the UK. Top workout. Nice. Nice. <laughs> but that's... I, I. Yeah. And then they they followed that up with a max Elsitt, and then because they had a lot of like two parter events which were designed to sort of test you and see how things went um but yeah it was a yeah like as always i think it was a very well-run competition and um on the female side karen Frey won it after uh getting her games ticket back um and then you had two french athletes running out the podium uh meti Glenorane and Geromini Géroudet, who was the one who did well in that sandbag event as well.
0: Yeah. Um, and yeah. Then and the men, looking at the we, men's side. Yeah, yeah we really mentioned it earlier, but we had uh, Enrico Zanoni took the win. He went, went to the games last year. If you don't know him, he's like 25, um, Italian lad. And then we had Victor Hoffer in second. Obviously, we uh, discussed him a bit. And then, uh, yeah, third, we had uh, George Carabas. But we did have in fourth place Keelan Henry um, from South Africa. So he didn't make it to the games this year. Um, uh, Jason Smith took that spot. But, yeah, quite cool for him to come over and uh, smash up some events. Um, but, yeah, again, some of the events were just crazy. Like, just looking at Keelan Henry specifically, he got capped on one, two three four events four events out of basically 10 well maybe 11 because there's lots of multiple part events but that's just yeah the workouts were pretty tough um like for context one of them was a 1k row for the guys and that was within four minutes so if you did it in like like you don't want to go because you had to do another workout straight after so let's say if you rode like a sub 310 so you only had about 50 seconds to recover, and then you went straight into. I think it was three rounds of time of um, I think it was 20 toes a bar. To, uh, I can't remember these. Exactly. It's like 20 toes a bar, and then like 20 double dumbbell hang snatches, which I believe they actually changed to clean jerk because like 30 kg each. And there's like rope climbs as well. It was, but, yeah, so it was three rounds
1: of three rope climbs, 15 double dumbbell hand clean and jerk and then 20 toes to
0: Okay, that was it. Yeah, yeah. But I, th- and I think that was one another one where hardly anyone finished it. And I think they even changed the standards. I think they changed it to a clean and jerk. Because I remember just seeing like a real Victor Hoffer with two heavy dumbbells and he was doing a clean and jerk and there's no other event that had them. So I assume they must have changed it on the spot after realising that might be a bit too savage. Um, but yeah, absolutely mental. Um, but yeah. Uh, it was like, to,
1: to be fair, it was quite short. Like you had, you didn't have any any long event you were doing. You were working for the whole time, because um, that those, those are the ones you tended to get capped for. But you had one that was like eleven to fourteen minutes, one that was sub four, one that was twenty five minutes. That was a five k with go ruck. Um, you have one that was sort of for the top end guys was sub 7 another that was sub 4 that was the row and but that was back into the um, you had a 14 minute time cap on that second piece the rope climbs uh, then there was that 17 minute cap for the sandbag then another one that was a 15 minute cap um, for 8A and 8B but I think most people got that done in that's sort of five minutes or so. So with the ten meter back backward handstand walk, which was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had a uh, snatch and a clean and jerk, speed ladder to finish. Um with a with the overhead squat Amanda and as the final uh
0: workout. Which is intense, to say the least. Yeah. Um but yeah. Uh anything else? Talk about Battle for middle Ground. touch on that if you want. Yeah. 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 Uh, what was that last? What was it? Two weekends ago now. Um, Battle for Middle Ground, it was... Well, there's a lot going on at these competitions. Lots of divisions. So there's like the Elite. There's um, RX. There's Middle Ground. Uh, there's Scales. and Then there's Team as well on the side. There's like Compete and things like Every Day. Or like Compete mm-hmm. and... I can't remember the division names. Um, but yeah. Um, so that was in... No, was it in Coventry, Stoneley? That was it. Um, so in Ken- in Kenilworth, yeah. Um, which is a which is a lovely part of the world, actually. Nice, uh, but yeah, went there two weekends ago. Um, one of the people I coach uh, was competing in Middle Ground. Uh, shout out Matt Clementson. So uh, yeah, uh, went to help him out on the day. Did very well. Came fourth overall, which was pretty good. Um, I mean, the goal would have been on the podium, um, but after the start. Uh, it's very well to get it back up to fourth tough start today for 20th i think um i mean to be fair did actually very well for his capacity in that event he maximized what he could do but just relative to the field uh it was just like a in the middle of the pack finish but then did very well after that did well in the lifting events i think he had two top four finishes or a third and a fourth on the snatch complex and the clean and jerk complex and then did very well on the chipper event even though half literally was a 12 minute time cap and about five minutes of it was spent just doing matt's rope climbs bit of an odd event but uh <laughs> as you do um i think he came again like top five and then the last event was um like a little like an wrap of burpee box jump overs and uh snatches and overhead squats and uh, yeah did very well um annoyingly only literally two points or something out of third i think we worked out one extra rope climb on the chipper event would have got on that spot or literally like a few burpees here and there on the last one um but that's always happens in competition when you look back just a few reps in any workout you can look back and be like ah if i had done that uh could have snuck a few more points and got up there but yeah it was a uh, good um he did very well so onwards to the next one but uh, I thought it was—I mean, Bad from the ground—it was run very well. Like Bath from the ground, do run good events. Always is, always is. Um, and um, the venue was quite good. I mean, it's a very standard venue, uh, like one of those showgrounds. But I think it was quite—it ni- was a nicer one than others. It had like actually like a chill area you could go sit out the front um, and actually get away from the stadium, which was quite nice, rather than just sitting inside with the blaring music all day. Um, but yeah. I thought it was quite good. Um, don't know what else to say. Like I mean elite workouts were quite good. Uh there was a bit of controversy around one of them when it was announced people were like losing their heads over what was it, three minute amrap? Max shoulder. Before, before you do
1: that, I'll just I'll recount the uh the female elite um leaderboard. Oh yeah, go for that. Uh so so I think they ended in joint first. The final still is not been put into um <laughs> Uh, to, to lead the board. But so yeah, Connie Easby, who had a one point lead going into the final. Um so basically if she secured second or higher in the in the final event, then she'd be, you know, um guaranteed to be on top of the podium. Um because I think they were equal for first already. It was between her and Jennifer Muir, uh who was you know fresh off uh semi-finals um coming in to rock up and throw down a battle for middle ground um so going into the final they had 21 and 22 points respectively Connie used being Jen from Jen had gone first first second first first 11th second second whereas Connie had gone third first seventh third third first 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 uh it was out of a field of 13. So um if you want to talk about that eleventh workout uh that eleventh right. place <laughs> finish that jen had um because you you were there and saw and we, and we
0: did see some social media fallout from this <laughs> uh yeah so that one event specifically was I believe it was a three minute amrap uh just max reps shoulder overhead um but it was at body weight And then every time you dropped the bar, you had to do, I think it was six burpees over the bar. Um, So yeah, that was the event. That's all it was, just like an output event. But when the announcement was made the evening uh, before the event, um, a lot of people on Instagram were basically just uh, yeah losing their minds, saying how unfair it was. Shock, it was all the heavier, stronger guys. Um, And then they're like tagging um, the people who run the event and like basically just, beefing them so i don't know i don't think it was that bad of an event to be honest i was thinking of salty salty people just making salty comments but um but yeah i mean i don't really know what the big deal was um we've seen (laughs) what, like what is actually the problem is that is that that because you think well how how do you think
1: you'd have done in that event mr oscar
0: uh i don't know maybe all right have to do it sometime um (laughs) yeah i don't know just uh I think if you're worried about that then yeah i don't know it's just wasted energy as well um yeah very true very true so so yeah I, I just it was just funny that people were literally losing their minds over it when i didn't think it was that anything crazy um it was quite funny though it was like literally very not the same but maybe they had tried to do the strongman event again but they weren't able to get the logs so they just made shoulder overheads with a barbell because shout out last year we had the one minute ham rap uh, clean and jerk for log at like 90 kg i think it was like a set weight that yeah. was quite interesting yeah. so uh but yeah uh but that's, what rag, but that's what that competition is known for which is a lot of weight and like some gymnastics um yeah. i mean battleground events are usually like that but i also think that's just more of a timing thing you can't really when you do like a competition like that you can't do half an hour long events um no. and like get loads no. of variety just from a scheduling standpoint basically because you need lots of divisions to get basically have 10 minute windows to do an event and then move off the floor yeah so just the way it is those competitions go but it makes training for them a bit easier because you know what you're gonna face just some barbell cycling and gymnastics you just do that leading up so um but yeah uh anything else you can talk about um uh, we
1: we'll are just recount
0: who won on the male side.
1: Uh, Phil Roy Peters came in first, James Strodrick came in second, and Sam Dell came in third. Nice. Um,
0: Wells. Yeah, that. Uh... Um, well, we have UK champs coming up at the time of recording. Starts technically in, uh, well, eight days. Um, but they haven't released any workouts yet, even though they said they have all of them out by tomorrow. So maybe they just drop all of them tomorrow, which will be quite interesting, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, that that is what that's what Sid tend to do anyway. Like I know
0: that's what they've done for Origins before. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they um, put out. We all we know there's going to be a run of some sort, and there's going to be a swim of some sort. Two separate events. They have also teased that the swim will not just be a standalone swim; might be paired with something or like a mix with other things because. In the emails we've received that said you won't be getting a wetsuit because it might interfere with other movements during the workout, which I don't know what that means really. But you know, maybe a dumbbell or something. I just don't want dumbbells damaging the shoulders of a wetsuit or something. Who knows? Um, uh, squat depth. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But that's what I was thinking. If the, right. I honestly, the way it's leaning, I wouldn't be surprised to see dumbbell like thrusters and a swim or some type of like devil's yeah. press or snatches or clean shirts i'm expecting dumbbells basically maybe body weight just burpees but uh i think we'll see some actual objects maybe a sandbag but that'll be a bit of a i don't know equipment wise depends what the heat sizes are as well you're gonna have 30 sandbags it's probably easy to get you know 30 sets of dumbbells then loads of sandbags um know the heats only heats a 10 so they could do that who knows um but yeah mm-hmm. be interesting to see what comes out and the run Like obviously french showland did a ruck run are they gonna do that uk champs who knows we're yet to uh yet to find out but we shall see there's not really even a running route around there there's literally just one loop because where it is at nec there's like one loop where outside the stadium because there's like a big uh what do you call it uh like just a complex of like restaurants and a cinema and stuff but outside there there's like one there's like just one concrete loop that goes sort of around mm-hmm. between those two venues and there's a lake in between them, which is where the swim is. So if that's just a run, yeah, which to be one big loop. So interested to see what's going to happen. Um, as yeah. am I, as am I.
1: Um, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a good one. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like they've got a lot of, it's, it's a big competition. Um, I don't know who's going. I, I don't think they've released leaderboards yet, so I don't know who's going from an elite standpoint, but they, they did promise that they'd extend invites out to a number of semifinals athletes. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we get to see uh, some people put on a show, which will be good um, in the elite side and in the RX side, of course, Mr. Hosking. And all, the boys. all
0: the boys are going to yeah, be in RX. First time yeah. all going head-to-head and together in like an in-person competition, which will be quite fun. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause we've got uh, three guys who qualified in RX from BFG. Uh, one, uh, one girl who qualified
0: in elite and one in RX as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, then myself and then my friend, Ben. So yeah, a good crew of us down there doing it, which will be fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're there, uh, come and, come and say hi. <laughs>
1: I don't. I don't know. I, I. If if we have a reach beyond people that we already know, <laughs> then that'd be nice. Um, <laughs> I have had one person uh,
0: actually come up to me. This was at um, uh, was well, it the pairs competition back in March? Mayhem pairs. That was it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone did come up and say they enjoyed the podcast, but it's someone I know already. Oh, so, but it wasn't really? like some actually random. Um, but yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anything else to be... discuss? No, I mean, like, mean, I'm,
1: I'm kind of fed up with just all, all the drama that's constantly happening happening within CrossFit. Yeah. Castro's back. Justin Berg left. Um, is yeah, that going to change Slapped
0: around at semis. He's a <laughs> fraud. Um,
1: two <laughs> times CrossFit Games were a fraud. I mean, we do. Everyone does say that about Katrin as well. So yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a fair assessment of things. Exactly. Um. Tia's yeah. back training already. She she, she could is. probably place in the top ten of the games.
0: <laughs> probably could. Probably yeah. I think she's gonna do rogue, isn't she? She'll probably come back and win rogue. Is uh, she? Flex. Well, that's what they said. This was before when she was yeah. pregnant, they said her goal would be uh, to try to do an off season competition. And ideally rogue would be one they'd aim for. So never know. One of the girls one of the girls who wins the games this year turns up at rogue and then Tia just comes back and Slaps him around. Oh, Should be quite entertaining. A, yeah. um,
1: what I what I would enjoy is if um, Rogue suddenly announced that they're pushing everything back by two months. And it's just like, oh okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep pushing it back, and they're just you've got uh, you've got all... Bill and Katie calling up, calling up Tia, just like, uh, so Tia, t- when do you think you're going
0: to be ready to compete? Uh, December. Yeah. Okay, cool. No problem. No problem. There's probably behind the scenes. It probably is a bit of. Um, I don't know what the word is, but someone, one of the off-season events is going to be, you know, really happy if Tier turns up. So there's going to be yeah. a fight for her to come to the, like obviously Rogue, and then she might go Waterpalooza because she's done that a few times. Yeah. So I know it's like sanctionals, yeah, yeah. but I think they've mentioned that as well when they said that either Rogue or Waterpalooza, or could do both just to get some, uh, you know, uh, practicing yeah. leading up to the games yeah. for the next season. Yeah, but yeah, it's going to be pretty um, interesting. Uh, Let's see what happens. I mean, obviously, this happened while we were on a little hiatus, but obviously Mal uh, pulled out of the games. Um, So that's definitely obviously opened the women's field up quite a bit. I know a lot of people think Laura's going to be the one to take it, but um, there's no guarantee in that. So it's going to be quite exciting. And then obviously Justin um, coming, what did he come, like 7th or 8th? I think 7th or something at his semis was quite shocking, to be honest. So... Again, that's uh, obviously he's back-to-back champ going into it, but that's definitely still opened up the field, I think. Um, and it's definitely probably given a few more people belief that they could uh, go and beat him, which is what you need. So it's going to be, yeah, both sides, I think this year, like probably going to be interesting. First time in a while um, that both sides are going to be quite open, I think. Um, yeah, so I, we, think, have, I think if seen. we if we'd
1: had Ricky at the games this season, I think it'll be even more interesting, but yeah, let's not keep wishing for things that we could have. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for definitely at least for the next couple of weeks, um, and the lead up into uh, into the games. So we'll if we're able to get the time before Sid next week, we'll sit down and have a little preview of that, um, and see how we think people are going to do. Maybe make some predictions for where people are going to land. Uh, and, yeah,
0: we'll uh, we'll take it from there. Cool. Lovely stuff. Well, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, and we'll catch up with you on the next one. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.